Welcome back to Conference Confessions. This is Jen. And this is Eva. We would like to start with our disclaimer. We are not licensed experts in anything. We are just opinionated, and there are a lot of topics that we definitely want to know more about. So you're along for that journey. Yay! Yay! And I do have to say, like, I know we're just going to kind of jump right into it. Mm-hmm. It's It's been a minute since we've made an episode. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> it's Times are crazy right now. Honestly, it just seems like it's just one thing after another all the time. Well, and then it's like when we do get a chance to actually see each other, we're just catching up and goofing off because it's like another human. Yes. Oh my God, I don't want to do anything that's work related. I just want to like, yeah. can you talk to me and be my friend? Like, no. It's, yeah, it's just weird times and work and everything and you're starting back up with your tattoo and yeah. so it's. Well, and it's, you know, it's the, we're right in the thick of the the holidays right now yeah so and that always brings up a lot of emotions and oh yeah interesting conversations with people absolutely (laughs) (laughs) i'm glad we're back and i'm super excited for this episode we're not going to into like a deep topic today we just wanted to talk about superstitions it's a fun topic i'm gonna be goofy about it we've got quite the list yeah we're gonna kind of bounce back and forth and learn some things and make fun of some things <laughs> exactly so i'm so looking forward to this let's Me do too. it all right you starting us off the first one that we have is knocking on wood so do you do it like knowing i do it because growing up it was just customary like if you said anything like you didn't want to jinx yourself so you knocked on wood simply oh i'm having a bad day oh this day can't get any worse oh shit knock on wood like i cannot not do it because if i don't then it's probably gonna get worse (laughs) do you like really though yeah (laughs) i think i've only ever knocked on wood just a few times when people are like knock on wood Uh probably when i've told you i'm like knock on wood and i'm like fuck which one what is this what of this is wood (laughs) well but see then i don't know where this one comes from if you don't have wood you knock on your head that doesn't... I don't, I don't know if that's part of it, but, but that's what I grew up with. Is that because, like... I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea either. Thank you for sharing that, Absolutely. Jen. Okay, so knock on wood. It's an Indo-European, Celtic, or possibly British. So white people. White people, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Before we stole this land, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to uh, reference where we're getting this information. It's just off of Google. Yeah. It's literally you just... Google any of these and almost this exact same stuff pops up. Yeah, it's like google.history. Yeah. Something like that. Something easy. So the actual origins and meanings of the phrase are as varied as the culture which use it, with some suggesting roots in the Indo-European or Celtic belief that spirits good and spirits that are bad reside in trees, and these spirits could either be called upon for protection or chased away by knocking on their home. So, and that's how I've always heard it, was you're knocking away the, oh. know, the energy you put out into the world. If you're stating something, then you're stating what's going to happen. You're manifesting it. Oh, okay. And so knocking on wood undoes that. So oh. if you're manifesting something bad, by whatever words or phrases you're saying, knocking on wood takes the bad away. Sure. Yeah. I love superstitions. <laughs> Um, This part's interesting. Among the different theories, historians have attributed the superstition to a 19th century British children's game called Tiggy Titchwood. Touchwood. Touchwood. (laughs) Tiggy Touchwood. That makes more sense. (laughs) (laughs) 
in, in which these young players claimed immunity from being tagged by touching the nearest piece of wood. Adults picked up on this habit and the phrase, as the British still say, touch wood. Ooh. And that's kind of how it came about. I think that means something different here. I, it, you know, <laughs> yes, I think so. Yeah, definitely. Which way do you mean it? What do you mean? I don't, I'm just going to listen to Jenny Smoked on Touching wood? Mm, I know what you mean. Okay. Okay. All right. So, <laughs> as with many superstitions, there are subtle variations and sometimes not so suitable varying origins. Italians touch steel rather than they touch wood like the British. Okay. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> perhaps more related to the iron horseshoes, Polish and the Russians touch unpainted wood and hmm. the Turkish people knock twice on wood. Latin Americans knock on wood with no legs. And honestly, Jen, I think this is the best to memorize before you go traveling. Uh, okay. Just, you know, any little... Any little superstitions? Yeah. Yeah. Or hand gestures. I think that's important. I think hand gestures is a big one. Yeah. Be like, I don't need to insult you by talking with my hands. Mm -hmm. Or touching your wood. (laughs) Or touching my steel. (laughs) That one, too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Another one that's really big or really common is throwing salt over your shoulder. Do you know why you do this? I know you and I have talked about this in the past. Yeah, see, this one also, my whole family has done it forever. So if I spill salt, I can't help it. This is the throwing the salt over the shoulder thing. Yes. I was always told that it had to be your left shoulder. Uh And I don't know if that's a thing. In the West, this involves tossing the salt over one shoulder. It's to ward off evil as well. In this case, the devil himself and Leonardo da Vinci's The Last Supper. Jesus's uh, betrayer, Judas, is portrayed as having accidentally spilled salt. Since Judas was associated with doing something bad, the argument goes that ipso facto, so was salt. And throwing it over your shoulder would blind the devil waiting there. Huh. Interesting, right? Yeah. I didn't know that. I just always knew that we did it. Yeah. I I remember um, when I was younger, I grew up with a lot of European people in my life. And I do remember some of my dad's like Russian friends would do that. Yeah. And yeah, it was just, it seems very old world, very old school. Well, so like this one, because- to me at least. Yeah, absolutely. Like this one, it's like over your left shoulder. I don't know why my family does this, but there are versions of the superstition. This one's called Old Scratch. Uh, so it was thought to reside just over your left shoulder, so ready to tempt you. So the oh. salt was always thrown to the left. Gotcha. I don't know why my family picked that up, but I was always told it had to be your left shoulder. That's interesting. Well, now I know. And then still others say that the sheer value of salt alone in ancient times led to the belief that to spill it was to incur bad fortune. Oh, but then you're just going to throw some more over your shoulder. Right. Doesn't seem just scoop it off the table and use it. <laughs> I just... Five second roll. <laughs> Jesus. Fuck the devil. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna do perfectly good salt. <laughs> old scratch. I like that. It makes him seem kind of timey. And just... <laughs> how's it going, old boys? Get out of here, scratch. Get out of here, scratch. <laughs> Don't tempt me today. <laughs> Not today, Satan. <laughs> That's <laughs> That's where that came from. I don't know. <laughs> All right. So the next one that we have here is walking under a ladder. Have you, Miss Jen, ever walked underneath a ladder? Nope. Really? Yep. Would Would you think, in your opinion, scaffolding is scaffolding is similar 
I had an issue with it. Did I was you? scaffolding all over the apartment complex here, mm-hmm. and I'm like, ooh, does that count? And so I just made up in my head that it doesn't. Okay, fair. It needs to not count. Okay. Because I have to walk under it to get to my apartment. <laughs> this does not pertain to me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, you're the bitch that's swinging on the scaffolding. <laughs> like, please, ma'am, don't. I just climb up it and use it like a ladder so I don't have to go under it. <laughs> Third story, please. <laughs> Jen, Jen, don't do that. It's fine. It's fine. I do it every day. I can't go under it, guys. I'm sorry. (laughs) Oh, God. Um, So the the superstition of not wanting to walk under a ladder (laughs) also has roots in Christian symbolism. The Holy Trinity. Oh. So this one is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So led to... An association of the number three with something sacred. The triangle, oh, I get it. The triangle with its three sides came to be regarded as sacred as well. And a ladder, of course, forms a triangle. Uh Well, kind of. So naturally, to walk under that ladder would be to destroy the sanctity of the Trinity and thus incur punishment. Here comes old Mr. Scratchy. Oh, wow. (laughs) So... The ladder's resemblance to the gallows, the 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 ladder's resemblance to a gallows also didn't help matters, nor did the fact of the obvious danger of something falling from it. Finally, the Egyptians apparently thought that one might accidentally spot a god going up or going down on a ladder, so avoided it. That's interesting. Yeah. So they just didn't want to block the pathway? It's it when I think of or when I listen to history things and you know the symbolism there's there's so much symbolism that people hung on to and I wonder where that comes from does that make sense what I'm saying absolutely like like I would never look at a ladder and think oh my god the holy trinity yeah I can't break that yeah you know I guess I didn't realize that half of these habits that my family raised me on are so religiously based yeah but I get what you're saying. There's so much symbolism to it. Yeah, didn't they? Didn't they have other hobbies? So it's like maybe like because I've done this my whole life, it negates all my other sins, and I go to heaven because I didn't break mirrors and walk under ladders. And maybe it's just more straightforward for some people to follow. So they follow that, and in doing so, it makes them like I honestly get anxiety if I don't do these. That's how mm-hmm. that's how much I've been raised with them. The only one that didn't stick for me was the black cat ones, which we'll get to. Okay. It's almost like shit. I need to go back and do that. This one, and I haven't found it anywhere else. And I'll, maybe I'll try to find it. But from very young age and still today, any time that we're walking anywhere with anyone, mm-hmm. I won't let a pole separate us. If the oh. pole connects to the to the ceiling, like if there's a ceiling and the pole connects and okay. you let that and you both walk on one side of it, then you're going to have an argument. Oh, weird. And I will like grab someone, basically close hang myself to walk around the other side on their side of the pole so I don't fight with them. Gotcha. That's so interesting. But if the pole just goes up like, into the yeah. sky, you're good. You know, the pole So it's like you. in a building, huh? Yeah. It's like it stops. It has a stop point. That's interesting. Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know though. I I don't know these. Like I li- I listen to these and I'm like, that's a lot of shit to keep track of. But it's also like <laughs> second nature. Like no, I totally yeah, get I'm that. Like, it's just I mean, if you it almost with feels it. more foreign to not do it. Mm-hmm. Like if I say something that damns me, I'm like, I gotta knock on wood. Like I I don't know. I imagine that 
you go through not that it's that prevalent in your life <laughs> i imagine you go through life and you see these things that <laughs> dramatically affect you no but i imagine you're like that fucker's an idiot <laughs> yeah do you really uh-huh. that's interesting i mean i could see it i, I mean i get it i mean it's, it's like, like more any you know. other symbolism yeah you believe in it enough that's interesting. And only mine, it's like, I don't even know how much I believe in it, but I know that if I don't do it, I know somebody's I do. cursed. Mr. Old Scratch. <laughs> exactly. Scratchy's coming. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we also have very common one, broken mirror. Yes. So the belief that a broken mirror brings bad luck most likely has the origins in the simple fact that reflections of ourselves are uncanny and often unnerving. So humans have long had bad associations with them. Take, for example, the Greek myth Narcissus. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Or the idea that a crack in a mirror would somehow break its charm or trap one's soul. Um, it was the ancient Romans, however, who contributed the notion that the broken mirror would bring seven years of bad luck. Did you know that? I did know that. Okay. Since it was believed that only poor health would cause a mirror to crack, and the number seven has was seen by the Romans as the number of years required to complete a full life cycle of sickness and renewal, which I didn't know that. As a result, a broken mirror meant you were headed toward a death spiral that might take seven years to pull yourself out of. But then those same Romans felt you could prevent that horrible outcome by gathering the broken pieces of the mirror and burying them by moonlight. So should you really trust them about all of the bad luck? That's interesting. Have you ever broken a mirror? Not that I can recall. Have you? I have. Did you freak out? I was little. Okay. So growing up, I had this movie. It's called The Tenth Kingdom. It was on. It was like a like a made for TV movie. I mean, now they have them on Netflix where it's like a series, like yeah. a, like a very limited series. Okay. So it's this movie, and it's like these two dimensions. One's in New York. One's like in this fairy tale land. So the the main purpose of this movie was this girl's like she had to get back to new york because she was trapped in this other world she went through this portal from new york to this other world well when she's about to go back to new york she drops the motherfucking mirror and gets trapped and she gets trapped so then a big another part of this limited series is her trying to go through all these different kingdoms that are different fairy tales and she's trying to find a manufacturer that either can make her this mirror or find another copy of this mirror so she can go back to her world which is our world wow fantastic so i did i broke a mirror when i was like seven or eight and i was so paranoid i mean it like ruled my world for several (laughs) months i was like oh my god i'm gonna have the worst luck i'm gonna have the worst luck now that i look back because i i was thinking about that earlier when we were talking about doing this suspicions episode Mm -hmm. and i and i think back to that and i was like freaked out for so many months like oh my god i'm gonna have bad luck I haven't even been alive seven years, and I and, and the, and the rest next of, seven are gonna be shit. That's right. <laughs> Eventually, I forgot. I think. <laughs> well, you know, you know, something else is scary. That's <laughs> right. Along. I mean, puberty. <laughs> oh God, that's right. So I did, and I and I've 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 always had a 
soft spot in my heart for Broken Mirrors because yeah. I love that damn movie. That's awesome. I'll check it out. It's really good. It's called The Tenth Kingdom. Okay. It's it's not like scary. It's just it would do very well on Netflix now, I think. Okay. It's a good one. All right. So let's go on to the next one. Step on a crack, break your mother's back. Did you do this one at least? What do you mean? Like, was this one that you ever believed in? Oh, of course I did. When okay. I'd get pissed at my mom and we'd be walking somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Like, mom. And she'd, like, say something mm-hmm. sassy. And I'm like, mm, crack. <laughs> Her back is still okay. Crack. <laughs> Jumping on it. Come on. <laughs> Have you seen the meme where the boy is texting his mom? And he's like, hey, mom, can I borrow 500? And she's like, no. And he sends yeah. back a picture of him stepping on a crack. <laughs> I fucking love that meme. <laughs> So, so another superstition involving something cracked or broken being associated with bad luck is the superstition of stepping on a crack as foretelling or even causing harm to a family member. I don't get it. It's like Aggie at your mom. Yeah. Step on this crack and your back's going to fucking break. (laughs) How do you feel about making me pull those weeds now? (laughs) Jesus. Well, kids nowadays just kill their parents, so. <laughs> I got dark. A lot of, a lot of hours alone watching ID. <laughs> Fucking love ID. Dateline. Uh. <laughs> um, so, as with mirrors, cracks in the earth or on a sidewalk or just any kind of fucking crack, Jen. Like my ass crack? I mean, that might apply here. All right. <laughs> Um, they've been long seen as portals to the realm of the supernatural for both good and ill. So to step on these cracks might be to invite or release unwelcome spirits into the world to, to do harm. Interesting. So this kind of reminds me of that movie again. It was like, you had all this power with this mirror and you could go between these worlds. But as soon as it was, as soon as it had a crack in it, it was just as a dud. You're stuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was... Huh. So do you believe in lucky pennies? You know, I was recently in Vegas yeah. for Thanksgiving, and I grew up with my dad like, oh, there's a lucky penny, blah, blah, blah. So now every time I see a penny or a coin on the ground, I grab it. So I was in Vegas for Thanksgiving, and I was in like some stupid little shop, and there was this penny, this shiny fucking penny that like I saw kind of drop down between some things. Yeah. Those kitschy little stores where you buy shit. And so I grabbed it and I was like, this is my lucky fucking penny. So then later we went to Caesar's Palace and we chucked in some coins. Got a good feeling about that one. Yeah. I'm a believer, Jen. Okay. That's what that entire ramble was. <laughs> Do you believe it matters whether it's heads or tails? No, I think it's just incredible that you find a lucky penny. So it's like, yeah, whatever. It's, power in your hand see but like what i'm noticing with all these superstitions is the balance between good and evil yes so like i was always taught if it's if it's tails you you leave it you don't touch it oh interesting and if it's heads you pick it up do you know the rhyme Mm-mm. find a penny pick it up all day long you'll have good luck okay i do remember right <gasps> i was so little when i last heard that i know i just it just popped into my head and you were talking about finding that penny i was like there's a rhyme <laughs> <laughs> We've been blessed. Superstitions it is. <laughs> Thank you, Jen. So I don't know, maybe it's just the good and evil balance. I think I think that good and evil or, you know, um positive versus negative, how you're yeah. gonna look at it, I think. Absolutely. So this was kind of ancient Roman, English, American 
Uh, the idea that finding a penny would bring good luck also originates in folk beliefs. In this case, based on, on the idea that metal regarded by many ancient cultures as quite valuable was sent by the gods to protect those whom, whom, whom they favored. Pennies being made from metal, find them and you'll have a good fortune. But be careful, some say the luck could break either way. And if you find a penny tails up, you should turn it over and leave it for the next person and oh, you'll actually have bad luck. That's interesting. Yeah, because I was always told that, that you don't. And if you do, you have to turn it over to reverse the luck. That's kind of sinister. But you can take it with you. Yeah. I had no idea it was that in depth. I thought it was just like a lucky penny. Good for you. Woo. <laughs> You're like, I found a penny. Yeah. <laughs> like, good on you. You're a cent richer. Yeah. Which buys you Nothing. jack shit. <laughs> just heavier pockets. Yeah. All right. This next one, the lucky horseshoe. Honestly, I don't know anything about this one. I knew very little about this one. So it has... It's ancient Roman, Celtic, Isles, Europe. So it's basically just white people. Yeah. That's so white people got some problems. Fuck, what is wrong we, with us? Like interject more problems into our lives. This is like in addition to the commandments. <laughs> right, right. Oh, remember these little trinkets. <laughs> also, if you fuck these up, you're screwed <laughs> <Yeah>. too. <laughs> very fine line, this life. And you're going to hurt others like your mama. <laughs> so fucked up. another object commonly thought to be lucky is the horseshoe earliest origins of horseshoes function as a good luck charm reside in its in its vulval shape um seen upside down damn that was rough (laughs) and the invocation of the pagan moon goddess diana and her sacred vulva oh that one i knew Weird, okay. <laughs> oh. Mm. Vulva. Vulva. <laughs> As with pennies, metal being seen as both valuable and magical, iron in particular was thought to be to be early European as something capable of warding off evil spirits. And, as with the Romans and the lucky number seven, horseshoes frequently featured seven nail holes. Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Popping it in on the bottom of the foot. Yeah. <laughs> the most famous story of a horseshoe bringing good luck, however, refers to, a, refers to the story of St. Dustin, who apparently... Apparently, I like that, who apparently worked as a blacksmith prior to attending sainthood. He was a sinner. He was a sinner. The story goes that one day the the devil rode into Dustin's shop requesting new shoes for his horse. Uh, Dustin, is it Dustin or Dustin? Dunstan. Oh my Jesus. (laughs) We're going to keep calling him Dustin. Okay. Dustin, recognizing the devil, played it off nonchalantly and, rather than nailing the shoes to the horse, nailed one of the devil's foots instead. In agony, the devil agreed never to enter the house with a horseshoe nailed above the front of Dustin. The, d- the, door, the door. If <laughs> Dustin would simply agree to remove his shoes. I don't know. That seems kind of weird for the devil to be like, mm. Got me, bro. Owie, I can't get it off myself. Right. I can never look at those again. <laughs> I'll make a hell of a deal with you. <laughs> I don't have a, a nail remover, so... <laughs> don't ever do that. Don't trick me again. <laughs> I'm an all-powerful being, but I can't get this off my foot. How did Dustin get the the thing on the devil's foot when he was supposed to put it on the horse's foot? Like, what was... 
the devil doing? What? Smoking a big fat joint? <laughs> Dustin's like, fuck my god! <laughs> Him? I don't understand. <laughs> that's, that's where this is getting me. <laughs> the rest are totally The believable. devil's standing next to his horse, <laughs> but doesn't feel him with his foot. <laughs> Can we? He nonchalantly yeah, nailed it to the devil's foot instead. Well, all right. So our next one is Friday the 13th. I got to state, I got to say this though. I'm ready. Friday the 13th are super lucky to me. Are they? Every time everyone's like, oh, God, it's a Friday the 13th. I'm like, I always have an amazing day that day. I mean, this last time, I guess, doesn't count because I put my dog down, but I also stole it for Friday the 13th. Like, it's a lucky day for me. She'll be fine. Well, it kind of makes me think of the energy that you put out there. If you're going out thinking any Friday the 13th is super unlucky. Exactly. You manifest it. You're being a Debbie Downer. <laughs> Don't be a Karen. Don't Stop being a Karen. My manager isn't here. Okay. <laughs> I will not tell her you stop by. <laughs> need this job <laughs> i always thought this kind of spooky superstitious stuff is cool it's not yeah. like oh, i want to dive into it but i'm like oh that's kind of quirky yeah so I'm like it's a friday how can it be bad yeah, like, it's not monday the 13th covid <laughs> i don't leave my house and i'm so translucent because i also don't get sunshine <laughs> so friday the 13th yeah <laughs> Like number seven for the Romans, magical significance has been attached to the number 13, but this time it's unlucky rather than lucky. The number 12 has frequently been seen as positive, 12 months of the year, 12 signs of the zodiac, for example, 12 days of Christmas. Oh, the 12 tribes of Israel. Yeah. So naturally making its nearest neighboring number to the north negative. I don't understand that. Other superstitions surrounding the Last Supper. Oh, here we go. The 13th. Because there was 13 disciples. 13th is also seen as unlucky because, once again, the great betrayer, Judas, was the 13th member of the dinner party that led to Christ's crucifixion. Um, dude couldn't catch a break. <laughs> <laughs> In addition, on Friday the 13th of October 1307, King Philip IV of France arrested and put to death hundreds of Templar knights. I mean, I knew, I, this one I knew was, it's supposed to be unlucky because the 13 disciples and, or the 12 disciples with Jesus included, but mm -hmm. uh, I don't know what the other shit is. I don't quite, yeah. Where is this from? European Christian? Yeah. It, yeah, it just does, it seems like it has quite the Christian background. In addition, on Friday the 13th of October, 1307, King Philip the Fourth. Of France. <laughs> Arrested and put to death hundreds of templates. That's so random. Yeah. I mean, we could probably Google any random day. Oh my God, it's unlucky. All right. Well, this next one we have is Black Cats. Comes from Europe. So the only one that I remember about this, because I... I haven't read this yet. My grandma would go at great, great lengths to avoid crossing paths with black cats. If, if you're walking and the cat is in parallel with you, you're fine. But if the cat turns to walk across your path, you turn the other way, you can't let it cross your path. So you have to change your path. I remember her driving 18 blocks out of the fucking way once. Oh, I remember you saying that. <laughs> so that she would avoid this one black cat crossing her path. Though cats have often been associated with good luck rather than its opposite and were even worshipped as gods in ancient Egypt, they had the right idea. Yeah. Things took a turn for the worse for our dark-colored feline friends sometime around the Dark Ages when, in 1232 AD, a papal bull by Pope Gregory IX 
declared them the incarnation of Satan, according to People magazine. Things only went downhill for black cats from there, with people of the Middle Ages burning them all in bonfires on holy days like Shrove Tuesday, whatever that is. You ever heard of that? Oh, we're going to have to look at that one. Okay. The first Sunday of Lent, there's that, and even Easter. They burn cats on Easter. <sighs> um, and with the Puritans in America connecting them to the practice of witchcraft, also color black has long been associated with evil and death, which didn't help matters for our furry friends who had the misfortune of being born the color of night. So on this one, I absolutely agree. My cats aren't even all the way black and anywhere near like Halloween mm. for a week up to and a week after they were in lockdown because of the shit that kids would do. They would catch these black cats and put bottle rockets up their ass and mm. like... It's just disgusting. I'm driving around in Salt Lake in the avenues. It really gets me worried around this time of the year, especially Halloween, because I see all these adorable black cats, you know, sometimes stray kittens, obviously cats that are taken care of, but it's like, girl, you better run and hide. Yeah. This is not your time. No. Well, and you think about it too, it's like black dogs, black cats, they're mm -hmm. usually the least adopted animals too. Uh, but Shrove Tuesday is the day before Ash Wednesday observed in many Christian countries through participating in confession and absolution. So the ritual burning of the previous year's Holy Week palms, finalizing one's Lenten sacrifice, as well as eating pancakes and other sweets. I'm down for the pancakes. The rest of that shit seems stupid. I just don't want to participate. <laughs> so our next one is fingers crossed. Western Europe pagan and Christian. The superstition of crossing one's fingers bringing the lucky finger crosser good luck comes from pre-Christian pagan times in Western Europe when the practice of making a cross the index finger of another person was thought to concentrate the forces of good spirits and to seal a pact or a wish with the fellow crosser. So I wonder if that's where pinky swear comes in then. I don't know if that's right. Over time, people realized they could simply bless their own wishes by crossing first their two index fingers and then later simply the index and middle fingers of one hand, which oh, was, so is what we use today. So it morphed. So it used to be like, hey, I'm giving myself my own luck. Right. It'd be like us reaching across and hooking fingers. I don't want to do this. <laughs> oh, COVID. <laughs> COVID. <laughs> Put our hand sanitizer hands together. That's interesting. So it's like it kind of morphed from you doing it to yourself. It went from you doing that with someone else. Oh, to yourself. And yeah. then, and then, and the, then, then yeah. the finger crossing. And then it was one hand. So it's yourself two hands and then yourself one hand. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. I hope everyone listening <laughs> really understood thoroughly what we were trying to get across. If not, please Google it please as Google we it. have. <laughs> it's very important. So another narrative pins the practice on early Christians who would greet and identify one another in secret with various symbols like crossing the index fingers, touching thumbs, etc. Though this ex explanation doesn't have the virtue of accounting for the association. <clears throat> All right, so the next one is chewing gum at night. I have never heard of this one. Me neither. Okay. So this comes from Turkey. Um, have you ever had an irrational fear of accidentally consuming dead flesh? Uh, yeah, that's how I feel about eating coconut flakes. Yeah, I feel like it's eating, like, dead, dried-out skin. Like, do you know what would be so awesome? Next time I come over, just throw coconut flakes from above me <laughs> into my mouth, and it's like... Like Should I be playing Christmas music too? I think that would work. Yeah, yeah. and like I'll dress Christmas like an elf. 
Yes. And it'll be kind of like, yeah. You really don't like them? I don't. Mm-hmm. I, I love coconut flavor. It's the the shavings. It makes me feel like I'm chewing on dead skin. Oh, interesting. See, I love I love eating coconut, like the coconut flavors, like chunks of coconut. I hate coconut flavored things. Oh. But I also think it's because I really like like the candy coconut shavings. Yeah. That are like pure sugar and they just like dissolve in your mouth. <laughs> Maybe that's why. Anyways. <laughs> so, well, in Turkey, as it were, it is thought that after dark chewing gum is magically transformed. Basi- Turns into monsters. Basically, this is saying after night, if you're chewing gum in Turkey, your gum is going to chew into flesh. Dead It's going to turn into dead flesh. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, that wouldn't make me chew gum. Oh, after midnight. Okay. Yeah, chewing gum, not just chewing gum. It says just chewing gum at night, but this one is chewing gum after midnight is what it turns into it. Or are they talking about the gremlins? Girl, I don't know. Yeah, they're talking about the gremlins. Oh, so it's just night? What is night? What are the rules of this night? I don't know. Like, how do I know? Like, like just dark time? <laughs> or like, is Sun it... downing? <laughs> no longer. <laughs> like... <laughs> Anything with PM after it. <laughs> <laughs> so from like noon till eleven fifty nine PM, you're fucked. Don't you <laughs> just, just don't you go. Don't do it. It's an early morning thing. <laughs> oh my gosh, there is this. I don't, have you ever gone to bed with gum in your mouth? Like uh-huh. you've been chewing it. Uh-huh. Are you one that can sleep with gum in your mouth? Yes. Do you often practice no. this? I don't chew a lot of gum. Yeah. Like for me, I'm like, this is a lot of chewing. It's like a lot of work and for nothing. Like I'm not. <laughs> Makes me bloated. Yeah. Like I'm not, I don't get to swallow this at the end. It doesn't have like a great flavor to it. Like no, the flavor it... fades. That's boring. <laughs> like relationships. <they> <laughs> Rough. <laughs> no. So yeah, I don't chew a lot of gum because I chew it like a fucking crazy person. Then my jaw. Are you hurt. like the? No. Oh, you I just hate lip smacking. Oh, so hard. that's right. How is yeah. that? Is so that good? no, they're really good. <laughs> so I'm like the. Oh, you're like the. I just keep and then I chew so much that my jaw. I'm like fuck. I got locked jaw. Oh. <laughs> so I just. Well. I think I'm safe on this. One. Yeah, I think if you lived in Turkey and it was after. Can Day, you'd survive. Yeah. So can do you sleep with gum in no. your mouth? Oh, okay. Growing up, my dad and my grandpa were like, you know, every every anytime you're gonna like eat or drink something, you want to be completely upright so you don't choke. All right. And so I'm like, that makes sense. Yeah. So then I had this huge phobia when I started like hanging out <laughs> with my little my little hood rat friends. We would all hang out and they'd go to sleep with their gum in their mouth. You know, yeah, I'm like, I will not partake. (laughs) I will live to see tomorrow. (laughs) We'll see how you fare. That's right. (laughs) I have ridden my mouth of this gum. (laughs) I will see you in the AM. (laughs) Can't say that for you. Jesus. (laughs) Good luck. (laughs) All right. Our next one is the number four. The number of four. Oh, okay. (laughs) I don't know this I don't know what the difference is. A four of four. Okay. Uh, so this is China. As we've seen with numbers like 13 and 7, numbers are frequently associated or assigned different magical significance or status depending on the culture in question. For the Chinese, the number 4 is a no-go due to the similarity in its pronunciation in Chinese to the word for death. All right, that's just like super, that's probably the most logical one. That is. Like, I don't want you to make 
I'm trying to get you my phone number. I don't want you to think I'm like saying death six times. Right. Eight oh death. This bitch, all you have to say is no. Yeah. I will not pursue. <laughs> you don't have to threaten me. <laughs> Damn. Damn, bitch. Swipe left. Jesus. <laughs> all right. So the next one we have is um, from Verona, Italy. Writing love letters to Juliet Capulet. So the first time I heard this, I was confused because I'm like, who the hell is Juliet Capulet? And I'm like, oh, writing letters to Juliet at the wall. That yeah. made Romeo sense to Juliet. me. Yeah. yeah. I was like, who's Capulet? <laughs> who's this third party? Who's <laughs> this oh, bitch? It's, oh, it's the surname. <laughs> uh, oh. When you're 27, you realize things. <laughs> So, in Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet, the male member of the doomed pair of lovers was known to frequent the foot of Juliet's balcony in order to send up his nightly entrees of missives of love. Basically, this guy is being... He sent her up love letters. A little love letters. Yeah, modern-day dick pics. Yeah, he's a little thirsty. Yeah. Basically, there's this wall in Verona, Italy. Visitors can still go there today. Okay. And they can write love letters to Juliet or even rub the right breast of the nearby statue of Juliet. This wow. Is, this is all, do- all done in hopes of earning her favor, like the Romeo of long ago, even if the pair themselves weren't so lucky. I was just going to say, I'm like, so rubbing her tit makes you lucky? They both die in it. Yeah, they do. <laughs> Not pretty either. No. Really dumbly. I've heard of this wall before. I thought it was just in movies, but... I kind of want to go rubber tit. Well, what is yeah. it supposed to do? Is it supposed to give me good luck? Or yeah, you're supposed to just I, die with my cross lover. So it says right here, all done in hopes of earning her favor. Okay. Um, because those two weren't lucky, so now maybe that she's dead, it's going to give them luck if they win her over. Okay. I don't quite know how all of that goes together. That seems kind of like a mashup of shit, but whatever. I mean, sure. That's what we that's all what do. All, that's what all this shit is. Yeah. Oh. Take a little of this, a pinch of that. That's right. A scotch of this. Right. Definitely not that, though. All right. So our next one is Curse of the Evil Eye. This is Mediterranean and Middle Eastern. Mm-hmm. Do you know this one? I am familiar with what it looks like. And not the curse, but I know that it's, you want to have that, it's like a like a Turkish... I know it says Middle Eastern here, but yeah. it's like a bright, bright blue, almost like a turquoise. Oh. Um, and it, that's, you know, the color of the eye. And then you've got the white of the eye and then you've got the blue color. Okay. That didn't really make sense. Basically, it's an <coughs> eye. Okay. And it's supposed to ward off evil spirits. So when I, um, when I've gone to Europe, got a lot of family that live in Europe. Every time we go there, I always try to find like an amulet. That's got the Turkish eye on it. Some of them are really, they, they make them really pretty. Like sometimes they do them with glass. Sometimes they do them with metal. Sometimes they do them with ceramics. Cool. But usually the ones I would get would be like these dainty little pendants. Mm-hmm. That are, they're super cute, but they're supposed to ward off evil. Okay. At least from my understanding. Perfect. It's a common belief spanning the Mediterranean, Middle, Middle East, and South Asia. It's been held for thousands of years that to achieve too much success would be to invite the anger or inspire the envy of the gods, who would then smite the unfortunate individual 
with a reversal of fortune. In response to the fear of this curse, people crossed the ancient Mediterranean, began fashioning amulets and beads with the image of an evil eye, sometimes referred to as Nazars, which would then help ward off that horrible untoward fate. It's almost like a balance. So this one's not like necessarily bad or evil. You're trying to keep your yeah, just kind of keeps you balance. Kind of keeps you normal. Yeah, just like a little amulet type of thing. Cool. That's how that kind of. I think they're cute. I like them. You can get some super cute jewelry nice. that have those. I'll have to look. I mean, what else do we gotta do? Nothing. Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> Tis the season. Uh-huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. So this one, you said you were kind of familiar with this. Tucking thumbs in inside a cemetery. Like this. So you put your thumbs inside of your palms. Yeah, like you hold And then them. wrap your fingers over them. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know why I know this one, but I've heard it before. Yeah. And I think it's because when my hands get dry, I do that. And I was always like, I think I Googled it one day. Like, mm-hmm. why would I do that? And that came up. And that's about all I know about oh, it. Oh, okay. I did have a friend that did that. And I would, I thought it was cute. And I'd kind of tease him about it. <laughs> I, yeah, I can't help it. so like the fear of the word for in china hinging on the similarity in its pronunciation um to the chinese chinese word for death the japanese similarly tuck their thumbs in when in a cemetery visiting the graves of dead relatives this comes from the connection between the japanese word for thumb and its meaning as the parent finger to tuck to tuck in one's thumbs in inside a cemetery then okay so so what you do it to hide your parent phalanges parent phalanges and so protecting them from any unforeseen fate okay death death is the fate death. <laughs> in this case death oh man <laughs> All right, our next one is giving yellow flowers. This is Russian. Okay. So like numbers, colors are frequent have frequently been assigned symbolic significance, like black being seen as the color of bad luck and red the color of passion. In Russia, yellow flowers in particular are seen as problematic as they are thought to represent infidelity, separation, or even death. Oh, yellow? I didn't know that. And oh. seeing here, it's like what... It's like yellow is like a happy friendship color. flowers or yeah. something. I like yellow flowers. Yeah? They make me think of summer. Not death. Again. No. <laughs> Infidelity, separation, and death. So. <laughs> Nancy's over there. Right? It's probably because they're like, what is that yellow thing? They're freezing. Yeah. yeah. They're like, flowers? What the fuck is that? <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> they survive. <laughs> Somebody's definitely going to die for this. <laughs> How is that beautiful thing living here? <laughs> Never been to Russia, though. Just what I've been told. We should go. <laughs> one day. All right, the next one is sweeping feet. So this comes from South America. Have you ever even heard of this? No. I haven't either. Okay. So if you have to happen to be on a cleaning spree in Brazil, which one? I would clean if I was there. I would find myself there. Yeah. I would clean a lot. <laughs> You will not want to steer clear of brooms, or at least... You will want to? Oh, you will want to. Okay. If you happen to be on a a cleaning spree in Brazil, you will want to steer clear of brooms, or at least be careful. 
South Americans believe that if your feet are swept over by a broom, you will remain single for the rest of your life. Damn. The curse can be broken if you immediately spit on the broom. Oh, Jesus. Okay. The exact organs of this superstition are unknown, but legend has it that a woman who cannot keep house does not make a good wife. Mm. Wow. So sexist and weird. That is weird. <laughs> Can you just imagine you <laughs> <laughs> like a fucking broom. Your feet come back. You're like, yeah, works over time. So I wonder if that's part of the tradition where you jump over the broom, like oh, in your yeah. weddings. What tradition does that? Is or that what religion? Is that Greek? Maybe I'm not sure. Because the Jewish to break the glass, right? I believe so. Okay, it's interesting. I don't know. All right, so this one is itchy palm. Do you know anything about it? Yeah. As I'm sitting here, well, it's more so my thumb, but I've never heard of this itchy palms thing ever. So this is another one that my family uses very much. Same thing with like ringing of your ears. Mm -hmm. So if your right palm itches, you're going to come into money. If your left palm itches, you're going to lose money. Oh, okay. And same thing with like if your right ear is ringing, someone's talking good about you. If your left ear is ringing, someone's talking bad about you. Oh, okay. So... Again, that right and left, that good and bad. So depending on which palm of yours begins to itch, you may find yourself in the Caribbean with a bit of extra spending money. And I don't, again, I don't know how my white ass family has a Caribbean tradition or in the red. It is, it is a common belief that an itchy left palm means you will owe money soon, whereas an itchy right palm means money is coming your way. There's an explanation that might tell us why such a, why such a distinction the left hand seemed to hold passive energy and the right hand active energy, which symbolically could explain the coming in and out of money. Oh, okay. Which, um, the energy thing I knew too, like if you're doing any, any energy work of any sort, you have a giving and a receiving hand. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So that makes sense. Yeah. So this next one here, why, why do you think people give blessings after somebody sneezes. My grandma always told me it was because the devil can get in and steal your soul. Yeah, so that's that's basically what this is saying. No shit. So the social etiquette of blessing someone after they sneeze originates from an ancient belief that one could sneeze out their soul. Uh-huh. So that's kind of where it begins. Sneezing was regarded as a risky activity. It was pretty mm-hmm. risky. Every time you sneeze, your soul goes flying out. (laughs) Like, like, I'm fine. (laughs) How is this supposed to work? (laughs) And it says here, yawning and sneezing are both considered high-risk activities. And this, yeah, this comes from the Romans and the Greeks. That's weird. (laughs) (laughs) I think you said it just right. (laughs) Oh, right. There are a lot of ancient beliefs in general about a separate soul. It could be... It could separate for a brief period of time where you dream your, uh, when you dream, your soul's out of your body. So it can't get back in if you're sneezing. Oh, this just goes into a little rabbit hole here. Wow. Concerned believers started saying, bless you as a divine safeguard against wayward souls. So like if you and I were sitting across from each other, we'd both sneeze. What if my soul jumped into your body and your soul jumped into mine? That would be crazy. Maybe that's how, like, the movie... Freaky Friday. Yes! That's how that happened. Bitches sneeze too close together. Like, yeah. Just, yeah. Like, whoa. 
These tits. These tits. That's right. These. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. So there's a lot of superstition around umbrellas as well. Mm -hmm. Ancient Egyptians believed umbrellas uh, were royal and that their shade was sacred. Opening one indoors was considered an insult to the god of the sun. So when you first started telling me about this one, because I've heard this one before, I thought, why would you open it indoors? But I guess if this originates from ancient Egypt and somebody's just, you know, walking around all willy nilly. Well, if you're sitting inside in your palace Mm -hmm. and you don't have doors because it's so fucking hot, you know, like say you're sitting there and you're at a social gathering, you might want to open up an umbrella to keep the sun out. Yeah. So it doesn't beat on your back. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because the first time I read this and the first time you told me about this, I was like, why the fuck does somebody open an umbrella inside anyways? Yeah. But seeing where it originates from, that actually makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's right. Where, yeah, where, that- where, yeah, where it's located. Umbrellas were fashioned out of paper, basically, mm-hmm. and peacock feathers and designed in the likeness of the Egyptian goddess of the sky. An umbrella's shade was therefore sacred and strictly reserved for Egyptian nobility. Someone else who dared to step into the shadowy space was considered sacrilegious. Even outside, they, they had things around umbrellas, apparently, which would still play to your fi- your your theory. Yeah. If you're a slave, you don't get shade. Yeah, okay. I mean, you're working out there, but like, you know, your pharaohs and all of those would be in, in the shade. Gotcha. Uh, opening an umbrella indoors went against its natural purpose and could conse- consequentially be considered an insult to the god of the sun, according to some historians. Yeah, I mean, that one's interesting. But yeah, I don't know how... I've accidentally opened one in that house before. Well, I was always like... Oh, okay. That's that's why we don't open up umbrellas inside because they're wet or, you know, you don't want to poke somebody's eye or whatever. Because it's stupid and you don't need shade inside. Right, really. exactly. But, you know, once again, seeing where the origin of this comes from and yeah. it was actually made just for shade. Yeah. There. That makes sense. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, um, let's talk about the four-leaf clover. Okay. So this is kind of why it's special according to this okay um eve was said to have taken four leaf clovers out of even when she was expelled from paradise a four leaf clover the odds of finding a four leaf clover have you ever found a four leaf clover no but not from lack of effort have you like sat there and tried Mm -hmm. i believe it like i could see you doing (laughs) that I've tried before. <laughs> like, hey, Dan, what are you doing looking for four-leaf clovers? There's a little clover patch. I'll be back. <laughs> I'll be back. I've got to hit the clover patch. Yeah. I'll see you guys in a few hours. Sounds like I'm pissing. <laughs> okay. I've never I've never found one before. Have I, you looked? I have seen one. There was a kid when I was, I don't know, like first grade or second grade. He found one and he, he brought it in and... They, I think they laminated it or they dehydrated it and then okay. they let it dry out. Dry out. And then they laminated it. That was like the special thing. His mom blew it on a fourth leaf. Well, you know. It. <laughs> it could be true. <laughs> Sneaky bitches these days. Sneaky bitches. Bitches get, <laughs> snitches get, you know. <laughs> so anyways, this Eve was said to have taken four leaf clovers out of Eden when she was expelled from paradise. The odds of finding a four-leaf clover are purportably one in 10,000, making them exceedingly rare finds. As the legend goes, when Eve earned, when Eve learned she was expelled from paradise, 
She took a four-leaf clover with her in order that she never forget the Garden of Eden. Now, four-leaf clovers are a symbolic of love and prosperity. Nice. I don't know. I think I would have taken like a cow or like a pig or something. <laughs> I'm like, oh, what a cute little flower. Right? So that's what a four-leaf clover is, which mm. is different because when I think of four-leaf clovers, I think of the little green guys. Leprechauns? Uh, leprechauns. <laughs> Aren't they with four-leaf clovers? Oh, no, I think I'm thinking of that cereal. Lucky Charms? Yes, and there's a four-leaf clover. That's where that... magically delicious. (laughs) Yes! That's where that bitch was eating them. Eve. I love that we just charades the fuck out of that. Like, you know, in the... (laughs) A leprechaun? A leprechaun? Yes! (laughs) They have rainbows and pot of gold. They do. Yeah. All right. So I read another interesting one, and this one is based in Germany, and it's toasting with water. I was always told never do that. If you're making a toast, it needs to be with like a wine, or it needs to be a different beverage. Usually for me, it was normally like an alcoholic beverage, Uh something special that you don't normally going to consume, like water. Yeah. It's more like a celebratory thing, but Mm -hmm. I didn't know what was behind that. Uh, So toasting with water. If you're making a toast with friends in Germany, you'll want to avoid doing this with water. The superstition of believing that toasting with a glass of water brings bad luck or even death is commonly held in Germany, although the tradition has roots going back to ancient Greece. According to Greek mythology, spirits of the dead would often drink from the river Lethe, which is named for the goddess of forgetfulness. After drinking from the river, the spirits would forget about their lives on earth before entering the underworld. I think that's what's cool about learning about the history especially of superstitions where they come from and how they just kind of get morphed and mushed around Mm -hmm. depending on and how they can influence like a whole country beyond that a whole several countries and you may not know the origins but you it influences you Hmm. um so the one that i this last one i wanted to do is about sleeping in a room with a running fan okay i do that every night that's pretty common when i was little i couldn't but now that i'm older i i have to wear earplugs when i sleep because if not i focus on every little noise that's why i do it it's like that white noise Mm -hmm. noise background so i'm not focusing on anyone walking down the hall or something outside it's just so nice to have that air circulation so you're not getting all Stuffy. stuffy and stuff many people are afraid of sleeping near a fan that resides in south korea so okay so i'm safe uh-huh so you're safe okay. so fan death is what it's called it's a widespread fear among people in south korea as a result many south koreans will never sleep in a closed room with a fan on it is commonly believed that prolonged exposure to fans causes hypothermia loss of water in the body and even asphyxiation which I don't know what kind of fan these people are using. I was just going to say. <laughs> Damn. It's commonly believed. It's not true, but they believe that. Hypothermia, loss of water in the body, and even asphyxiation. I mean, I suppose that all those things can happen when you're sleeping, sleeping. but I really doubt that's a direct... Yeah, that'd be like, and it causes heart attacks and strokes. Because right, that and you're going to get cancer, yeah. too. <laughs> Oh, and your marriage sucks. Yeah, and you're going to get divorced. <laughs> right. And probably stabbed. <laughs> Just a common side effect. <laughs> no sleeping with the light with the fan on. Don't be dumb. I'm just say, okay, I don't, I'm not going to go to South Korea because I need the fan. That's a weird one that to is me. Kind of an, that's a weird one. Maybe that's just a lack of knowledge. Yeah. Don't be dumb, people. Like You'll be okay. Dehydration. 
I mean, maybe, but that's... But your body has a natural physiological response to wake up and correct those kinds of things. Like, that's why most adults don't piss the bed. Yeah. Because your body naturally goes, hey, dum-dum, time to pee. Right, red flags, get up. Yeah, like, I'm going to tickle your bladder, you're going to get up and pee. Like, so I think if I was like, I'm so parched, my body would go, wake up and drink. Yeah. Anyway, on a side note. Oh, yeah, I just, I still, when I get stress drains... It's, um, this relates to this. Like, I'm, I'm always like, oh my gosh, I have to go to the bathroom so bad. And it's me like running around trying to find a bathroom. Like I'm in this huge, like, um, warehouse. No. What is it called? Like, um, like a YMCA type of thing, a community. Yeah. Like community living or something like that. A community center. Okay. Does that even make sense? Yeah. Anyways. My stress dreams consist of me needing to go to the bathroom, me not finding a bathroom, oh. and me wetting the bed. Oh, no. And then I wake up and I'm like, this motherfucking bladder lied to me. <laughs> I do not have to pee. And I did not wet the bed. <laughs> it is, it's, anyways. Those are shitty stress dreams. Those are. And I know it's a stress dream when that happens. Yeah. Because then I wake up and I'm like, well, that guess, was shitty. Guess we'll check if I peed bed. Sure yeah. didn't. <laughs> But anyways, I think I think the fan thing's interesting. Yeah, me too. So, well, honestly, this has been so much fun getting back into this. I've yeah, missed it. Me too. We need to do this more frequently than we have been. Yes. <laughs> well, these holidays and COVID has just been nuts. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're back at it and excited to bring up some really cool topics. Yeah, we got some stuff in the works. Some other topics that we're gonna get some research done on. Mm-hmm. This was kind of a thrown together shake off the. I don't know. The nerves, because it's been a minute. It has been a <laughs> I think we did all right. I think so. And I learned a lot. This was fun. Yeah, superstitions. I had no idea. I mean, this list goes on and on and on and on. Yeah, we're cutting ourselves off. Right. Because no one wants to do this for two hours of listening. Right. So. I don't. <laughs> but if you've listened this long, thank you so thank much. Thank you. <laughs> we're so grateful. Yeah, we really are. Sorry that you, we are very sporadic. <laughs> yeah, right. So, yeah, this has been great. We're going to try to go back to recording and getting bi-weekly one out. Yeah, bi weekly at least. So, yep. I had a really good time, Jen. Me too. It's been fun. Yeah. If you guys want to reach us, you can get us at conferenceconfessions at gmail.com or you can find us at conferenceconfessions on Instagram or we're both on Facebook and Instagram. So, find us there. Yeah, if you guys have any questions, concerns, topics, whatever, just reach out to us. We love chit-chatting. Yeah. Don't break any mirrors. Oh, God. Please don't. (laughs) But you got to check out that movie. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye.